Spoonful of Paolo, here we go. Hey guys, it's Paolo. So you ready for today's episode? Because it's a fun one. I am gonna be talking with one of the co-hosts from the hit daytime show, The Real, the one and only daytime Emmy Award winner, Lani Love. I am so excited because she has a new book out called I Try to Change So You Don't Have to, True Life Lessons. You guys, the book is so inspiring and it will give you hope, especially at a time like today. Okay, see you guys with Lani. Hi, Lonnie. Hi, Paolo. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. We're so excited to have you on our web show, A Spoonful of Paolo. Thank you. Well, thank you for the invite. I mm. love, I'm so like honored to be, you know, I've been watching your interviews. I've been watching you for a long time and you're just a wonderful soul. And so it's my honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. I, I know, just, we both like love each other. I love yeah, you so much. I feel you. Know? That's why I'm wearing my heart shirt for you, Lonnie Love. Hello. Okay. Thank you. So Lonnie, first of all, congratulations on your book, okay? I tried to change so you don't have to. I read it. Literally, it's, I don't know, two words to say hope and inspiration. The stories in here really touched me, and I know it's going to touch so many people who are reading it. Um, for you, what does it feel like to have your story out there for people to read? You know what? I never thought when I was journaling at 10 years old that one day it would be um, something that I could use to try to help inspire people. And right now, Paolo, we're going through so much in our country. It's all about timing. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian and timing is everything. I think this is the right time to have a book like this. One, to share a story of a person that's different. Um, also to show that you can come from humble beginnings and you can still make it in this country. And so I'm just honored that I'm able to, to push it out there. And I want everyone else to share their stories as well because I think really at this time it's important for us to share our stories. Oh, amen to that. You know, you have so many stories in there and you talk a lot about your mom and I remember you writing about when you were 17 years old, you left work, you had a long day, you get home and you see these big full trash bags filled with your stuff and your mother said to you she wanted you to leave and you write in the book, you said she asked you that because she wanted to be alone with her boyfriend at the time, Tyrone. Um, you lived in your car while you were working. No one knew. Was there a moment when you realized that that was either going to make you stronger or is that going to break you? You know what? I honestly didn't know. At that time, I was just scared and I was tired mm. of that um, stick shift being up my ass. So <laughs> I was just like, you know, I was just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. And the thing, the interesting thing about that story is that it's funny how as the process played itself out, you know, I was sent someone to help mentor me to get me out of that situation. So if I had to answer the question, I would say, yeah, it actually made me stronger. But also being from Detroit and having that strong foundation of a work ethic and just knowing that even though the time might be a low time, something's going to happen to get me out of it. And that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, so good. I mean, there were a lot of moments. Like I remember on page seven, you wrote this, which I, it was like a ding, ding, ding for me. You said the key to success is knowing what you want, then figuring out how to get it without having to change who you are. It means standing in your truth and telling everybody else, this is me, get used to it. For me, that resonated because when I came out to my family, it was such one of the most difficult things that I ever had to do. But if I didn't do that, as my husband like taught me, 
if you don't do that for yourself, you're not going to get what you deserve, what should be coming your way. And once I did that, I mean, like my relationship with my husband, our web show, things started growing because I was able to be my authentic self. But why do you think that's so hard for people to learn that, to literally be you, be who you are as you write in the book? Why is it so difficult for people to learn you think? Because one, a lot of times, Apollo, you didn't want to hurt your family. Yeah. See, we're not selfish people. And when you're not a selfish person, you're like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to break things up. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anybody. Mm. I don't want to shake things up. But then you're still not being you and you're not being happy. So I, I say, I, you know, because a lot of people feel like, especially in this country, that we're a bunch of selfish people. But when you really think about it, no, we're trying to conform to a society that is trying to make us all be what they think is the right way. But actually, it is up to us to be ourselves and people have to make adjustments and understand that we have you better with you being Paolo like this, not being Paolo in a damn closet. Yeah. No, we need you like this so that when you interview, you're, you're interviewing as yourself. You're not closed up and boxed yeah. up and everything like that. The same thing with me. You know, I'm a different type of person. I didn't want the traditional life of being this married woman. And I talk about that in the book. You know, I had this good job at 22 years old and I had dental benefits. And when you're a black woman with dental benefits, you made it in this country. That's not what I wanted. And I had to understand, and, so, and it takes time. And you know this, it takes time. So give yourself some time. If you're, you know, 18 years old and you don't know where you are, you have to give yourself some time, give yourself some space. And you know when the right time is to, to actually tell people or make a decision about your life. And that is your decision. That is your life. And you have responsibility to yourself to make that decision and decide when to do it. I did it around 23, 24, because I was just so scared. You know, I was just scared to like, well, what if I quit this job or, you know, I won't have any money or if I don't marry this guy, you know, then I'll be alone and all this other kind of stuff. And no, I had to really take some time out and I made my decisions and I stood in my faith and I stood in my truth and I'm much better for it. Oh, you sure are. Oh my God, you gave me the chills. Uh, Cause you write about all this in your book. It's so good. I mean, you talk about like from, you know, the girl who grew up in the projects in Detroit to the 14 year old girl who had her little shopping cart, who had her own little business where you would go buy groceries delivered to like mainly senior citizens to the girl, you know, who got a scholarship to, to college and you studied engineering to the girl who went to the White House to meet President Barack Obama to the girl who does her comedy gigs to the real, which is a hit daytime show to winning an Emmy. When you think of all of this and there's more, we can stay for another hour. When you think of everything that you continue to accomplish is there still like a pinch me like, wow, I can't believe this dream came true for you. Like, do you, is there anything out of all of that or even something else that I didn't mention? You know what? The thing is, Paolo, I'm still amazed. And when people read this book, that people are actually accepting it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you think, oh, nobody doesn't want to hear about from them. No one wants to hear my story. No one wants to hear from me. 
And there have been so many people that have read it and they can relate to it or they've been encouraged by it or they've been hopeful about it. And I'm like, that's the purpose. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, me getting accolades and me like, look at me, look where I came from. No, the purpose of this book, I feel, was really to inspire somebody. I wish I had this book when I was, you know, 18 years old. I wish I had this book when I was 17 and I was living in my car so that it could give me some hope and some inspiration. So I think my calling was to write this book to help the future. And so that's why I did it. I'm glad it's being, you know, accepted. And I just want people to know, start journaling your story. Right now, Paula, we are living in historic times. This is a pandemic with civil unrest that's happening. And so it's important for people to journal their stories so that, that in the future, we can see how people got through situations. If you don't learn anything else about this interview, you, if you're not even a writer, get your little small notebook and just jot down how you're feeling at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, write what happened to you. You can even put it on your voice memo if you're not a writer. Just say, you know, blah, 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 and store it. We have to start journaling our stories because you know what, Paula? We are different types of people mm. and we need to have our stories out there just as well as all of the mainstream people. They have their stories. We have to have ours as well. Yeah, everyone has a story and everybody should be writing it down because it's, and look, because when you write it down, you're able to, you know, share your story, whether it's one person, a thousand, per- a million people, you're able to share it and you are changing people's lives. You know, in your book, you talk about an incident that happened between you and your friend with this white police officer. I don't want to talk about it because I want people to really read it and get your book, but it's still, that incident is still happening today. And you write on page um, 115, you say, for me, I didn't feel racism slap me in the face until the night that power-tripping white police officer threw my ass in jail. So my question for you is, how can this be fixed so we can have black and brown communities feel safe and not live in fear, do you think? Because it's, I mean, it's still happening today, and this happened to you, you know, a long time ago. Like, it's still happening. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. And that's the reason why you had to share your story. Because if you don't, People are like, oh, this is just now happening. No, 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 no. This stuff been happening for years, okay? Indecisiveness and injustice. So it's an interesting story. It's not a dark story, but it could have been a dark story. Mm. So that's why you have to, you know, and I'm glad that you're not, you know, telling me to explain it because when you explain it, people already have judgments about it. But in the book, we actually go through details. And like I said, there's some funny moments about it and there's some really serious moments about it. But to get to your question, I want to thank the grassroots activists that are coming together to make change in this country. And you see it's happening. You see the Black Lives Matter. You see the NAACP. You see Change for Color. You see the LGBT Pride Month. Everybody getting together. That is what makes the change. But the lasting change, because protest is always good, we know that, but the lasting change has to come from us as a people voting in the people that are going to work for the best interest of us all. That's what's more important. So when you have platforms like yours and we're, we're putting out this information, you know, let's get as many people as we can to vote. Young people in this year of 2020, 4 million young people will be eligible to vote for the first time. It's so important for them to register. 
And more importantly, you can go register. I work with a wonderful group. It's called When We All Vote. Uh, Michelle Obama is the co-chair along with uh, Tom Hanks and Shonda Rhimes. And the only thing we do is nonpartisan. We're just trying to get people to register to vote. We're just trying to educate people. But more importantly, because we're in a pandemic, Paulo, we need to make sure that if they can't physically go to a polling place, that there are mail-in ballots. So we're asking people, if you're in that group of 18 to 34, request a mail-in ballot while you can. You have to be a registered voter, though. So register to vote first, then request a mail-in ballot. And people want to say that, um, you know, voting doesn't matter, but it really, really does. And that's all we're asking is to get the people out to vote and make sure that they're registered properly. Yeah. And I and, and go to your, the website, whenweallvote.org. That's where they can go to. I've been to it. It's, it's really easy to get to, easy to sign up for. I think it's amazing what you're doing because it's really that it's more than ever. It's so important to get people, like you said, to get out there and vote because every voice matters. Every single one of us needs to get out there and vote because change needs to happen because we can't, we cannot be like what's happening right now. It just can't be. So really, thank you for and saying people that. people deserve to be happy. Yes. Um, people deserve to live the life that they want to live. Yes. And we can all live together in this country. This is a wonderful country where we can be expressive and we can, you know, enjoy each other. You just, we just have to learn that we're not all the same. We're not all one. So, okay. Let's understand each other. And by presenting each other's stories, by talking to each other, you know, we become a better country. You know what I mean? So that's really important. Oh my God, it's so nice. I still can't believe you watched my episodes before. Like, I'm still like, Lonnie Love, like, watches A Spoonful of Power. Okay, but whatever. Um, You know, you you know, your birthday's coming up. You know, it's coming up your birthday. So um, usually when we do these interviews in person, we like to do something. So we want to... In honor of your birthday, look, first of all, I tried, because in the book you write about not getting that picture that you took with President Barack Obama. So I'll tell you, uh-huh. I tried getting that picture for you. I emailed President Obama's photographer. He told me the archive have it. Now I've been emailing the archive people. I said deadline was Wednesday. So then they tell me, well, Paolo, we're trying, but the it's closed, the archive, but we're trying. So they still don't got me anything. So I'm oh. waiting for your picture. They're working on it. So instead of not having your picture, okay... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna donate two hundred dollars to I know a cause that you love so much, uh, Dress for Success, um, in honor of you because we love you and we want to thank you. So happy early birthday! Thank you so. That is so sweet. And Dress for Success does so much for women in need. That is so wonderful. And you know what? I'm gonna match that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ten times it. What's the no, what is it? Ten. Uh, what is that? What's, uh, $2,000. Like, $2, yeah. Yeah. $2,000. Oh, my God. Okay. I did not know this was happening. So that'll be my birthday gift. So oh thank God. you, Paula. Thank oh you God. so much. You, wow. Oh, my God. I don't know. You're just like, I. you're just amazing. And I love your platform. I love what you speak for. I love watching you in the real. I love following you on social media because, you, out of, I mean, you know, we follow so many celebrities, but... You really are one of the few who really uses your platform to spread information, to spread good, to, to help people. And that is why 
where you are today is because of the person when reading your book, your book, your story. It's that's how far you come because you never gave up on yourself. And I thank you so much for that. Really, thank you. Well, Paulo, I again, I am so proud of you and everything that you do. I want you to keep doing it. And as soon as the studios open back, all my wigs are still at the studio. That's what my hair's all wrapped up. It looks so they, good. They not let us in the studio. But when we have studio shows, I would love for you to come oh back God. and be a part and be a guest on our show. You you present such a positive, uplifting message. And uh, we would just love to have you come on. Oh my God. I love you, Lonnie Love. I really do. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> it's been a joy. It's been a dream. And everyone who's watching this, don't forget, what are you doing? Get the book. I'm telling you, this story is, we need this more than ever to be inspired, to have hope, and you get a good laugh from reading it too. So it just, I love having people who I know are going to inspire other people. And that's what your story does. So thank you. Thank you. That was the whole purpose of it. So, and I can't wait to see you in person. Thank you. When all of this is over, we can have a big hug and we can talk okay. to you on the show and okay. stuff. Okay? okay. Thank you so much. Have a lovely week. God bless you. And thank you for all you do. Okay. You too, Paolo. All Take right. care. Thank Bye, you. Patrick. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Lottie. Thanks for joining me today on the A Spoonful Apollo podcast. For tons more interviews or the video version of this episode, visit our website, aspoonfulapollo.com or our YouTube channel. I'm Paolo Presta, and I hope you always remember to dream big. Dream big. Spoonful Apollo. <laughs>